Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Westerdine, and I am joined in this room. This is the last time we're going to do this sound check. Uh, by Rodrigo Santos Chavaria. How are you, man? Hello. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm also joined by making her first live appearance on the podcast. Been on many times in uh, in written form, da, 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 uh, but it's, it's Issa Watch. Hello, everyone. Good evening. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. And um, you just started uh, your second season of Varsity Soccer. And uh, how much ass kicking are you doing? A lot. I mean, we still got a long way to go, but we are doing really good. We just had our first game on Saturday after doing two days for about a week, I think. A little over a week. So we won our first game versus Mountain Park Academy 4 to nothing. It's great. It was first start of my varsity career. Excellent. Congratulations. And you're at Como, we should say. Yes, sir, I am. Sorry if I make a lot of noise. My my warm-up jacket is kind of like you, like a rain jacket. But you're, Humble brag over Como brag. And you're Como. not wearing your new uh, Blackheart jersey. I wore it. Actually, I wore it to her game. Okay. Well, yes, you know who you yes, can ask? Yes, you can ask did. Temple of... Uh, you can ask Christopher, because okay. he was there. He, can, he came out can, to watch Issa Watch as well, too. So... Um, so uh, I was not. We were we we're recording this here. I was supposed to do this uh, remotely, but um, we had a whole bat incident, which I won't recount. Um, uh, but anyway, there's a bat that we caught it, and we had to delay it because we wanted to like check and make sure we didn't have rabies. But yeah, you don't want to die, rabies, right? Weirdly, right? we don't want to die. Yeah. Um, and so tomorrow we're leaving for Texas, and I was like, let's get a pod in to make sure we do it, and. Um, uh, we're also doing it with our brand new like podcasting equipment. So we've had to, so thank you to Podiumware and, and Pensehomes.com. Pensehome.com. Uh, because we've got uh, Podiumware. new, po- Podiumware. new uh, podcasting Podiumware. equipment. Dan, and Dan, Dan. It, uh, I haven't had a chance to work out all the kinks. So it is mic, really cool. Like yeah. It's got lots of, lots of cool looking buttons. Yeah, but like, your normal mic isn't working on it. And so I'm, I'm kind of... Yeah, now, I know, but it still but it, looks it cool. It is very pretty. It's it, got lots of colors. It looks like those like things that the DJs use whenever they're trying to make like really cool beats. And yeah. so then they're doing it like extremely fast. That's well, what it looks like. It has it's got a, touch a pad. pad so that I can do live music during it. Or, like, Rainbow, or Rainbow. like do a cut of like... Someone being like like fart noises, I can put them live into no a podcast. No way. Yeah. So we're gonna oh my gosh, we are going noises. to have We are going to have lots of memes on this podcast now. <laughs> um, it's meme time, everybody. Oh my God. We've, uh, we've now gone full Gen Z on this podcast. Yes, sir. Um, are you officially Gen Z? I think so. Okay. All right. Um, What's it, Gen you Z? You don't really know what generation you are until older people are blaming you for things. So I you'll think, find out. I think if, I'm if safe to say I'm Gen yeah. Z. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, Minnesota versus Sporting Kansas City, and that's basically Ugh. it. We're because we want to do a, a, a pared down podcast. Um, so no Twitter questions this time. Sorry, no. Fellas. Yeah, two weeks in a row where we're just doing the pared down stuff. Um, I'll start to, though with just a little bit of news before we go to the break, which is just the the, the only news thing I have is is that the weird thing that um, Stuart Kerr um, uh, was announced as the was not was kind of revealed as the new goalkeeping coach for Minnesota United. During the Sporting Kansas City game, uh, John Pascarella is the previous one. or He's still with the team now that we find out. But it was just a very odd way to find out where I think John Champion on the broadcast was just like, oh, and there's Stuart Kerr. He's their new goalkeeping coach. So everyone was like, wait, did they? Did we just find out? Like, Hopefully John Pascarella found out before he just this guy randomly 
showed up. But he used to work with uh, Adrian Heath at Orlando City. So anyway, that's weird news. The other thing is, uh, did you realize that next week is already the U.S. women's game? We are in trouble. Hold on, what? Yeah, literally a week a week and two days or something. I'm going to need some help because Issa watches a game in Shakopee at yep, 5. Yep, yep. And school starts right the day after that. Yeah. I'm not mentally prepared already. But on Labor Day, there's a free open uh, practice. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, so a lot, of, a lot of soccer people are Keyword talking about that. free. For free. So we're yeah. all going to line for up like, you know, free. two hours before, go to the brew hole two hours before, <laughs> and then Just get some, to watch. Uh, parents... Send your kids over to the stadium. Come drink over at the bar. Perfect. Um, End of story. Yeah. Um, so uh, the great thing is, so um, the night before, September 2nd, we're hosting a party. Um, it's taken me a while to get all the details of the guests, but we're going to do another night before party um, with, are you ready for this killer guest list? Okay. Play Go- on me. Gophers head coach, Stephanie Golan. Woohoo! Uh, former, well, I'll save that one for last. Uh, former Gophers midfielder Emily Heslin. No way. Uh, Jen Larrick, who runs Like a Girl. Yeah. And then former Boston Breakers and Washington Spirit defender Cassie Coleman. What? Yeah. You got Cassie to call? We did. I was like, are you in New York or here? And I guess she's going back and forth. And so she's here for that. Shout out to um, uh, Eric, by the way. So. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll his all. His first derby, right? He had the New York. Uh... Yeah, did he play in it? Yeah, I don't know if he did, but he was his first experience playing the derby. Being oh, part of the Derby. So I'll look that up during the, the break. But anyway, so that um, that party starts at 8 p.m. And then after party, the, party. After the um, uh, like program of like the live interviews or whatever, we're going to have uh, a DJ. So basically, like after that, there's going to just be dancing because it's Labor Day and all of you are taking off and taking a four-day weekend anyway because it's U.S. women's. It's a national holiday when the U.S. women play in uh, – St. Paul. Yes. So, in a soccer yes. stadium, right? Yeah. Any soccer yes. stadium. That's so, some so anyway, that's a football uh, stadium. That's the, um, them's the news. Uh, so the, everyone, please, please come out to that. And then uh, I'm now looking at the lineup and it does not look well. So New York City did win, but it doesn't look like um, Eric our, our, was man, on the, our man got in. He was on the bench. Uh, but, but, anyway. but, uh, but there's also another. Good news! Uh, Colorado finally picked someone as their oh, yeah. uh, as their uh, new new man in charge, Robin uh, Frazier. Um, yeah, and he's he's been a guy we've talked about on this podcast a lot um, in terms of uh, wanting to see him. From he last head coached at uh, Chivas USA, and then he goes to Toronto as an assistant, and uh, he's been obviously very successful there. So now he gets this job. He's we've talked about him as like one of those guys who we would potentially like to see in Minnesota. Um, and one of the few black coaches in MLS. So He's the only one. Yeah, right he's now. the only one oh, now, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's great. It's good, good so for him. I'm really excited to Could see what Robin... we've already Colorado for the season? We're done. Uh, I know. But... hope they keep Sammy, though. It's, it's always fun watching Sammy... Uh, when he was here after the game, he was went around and like tried to interact with a lot of the fan base as well. And he was clapping a lot at, at the at the Wonder Wall just because. Oh, cool! He remembers. I, I kind of blanked, missed that. I but. think you were you, you were you were on your way home. <laughs> you no, were that was home. the Orlando game. Yeah, but um, just that now that I'm realizing there is more news, right? Um, our man Christian Ramirez uh, um, played in his derby this weekend. He did not start. He's got a new coach now, so he goes. He plays one game 
for scores. Right? Uh, yeah, scores. He plays one game, and then he's got a he's got a new coach. He's got Davey Arno, and then they'll probably hire out a long term coach. He's got to fight into uh, into the lineup. It's always tough. But he did come in tonight. He did not score uh, Houston's only goal. That was Memo Rodriguez. And then the other weird news is that all of a sudden Montreal fire Remy Guard and hire uh, um, Wilmer Cabrera. Yeah, I saw that. That's just crazy. And it's and then they and then Montreal fired uh, Nick DeSantis, who's been a long time with the club, uh, uh, just f- for ages. And it just looks like yeah. there was like a coaching firing plague. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, there's so much. I I only hear the word fired and hired at this point. Yeah, um, we can't catch that disease here. Apparently, no. I hope not. Uh, no, thank so, you. Oh no, it's five one. Never mind. My uh, my the Dallas game just updated for me. Um, so let's take a break. We'll come back and we've got uh, Sporting Kansas City versus Minnesota United. <laughs> You know how important starting is at this point. <laughs> Go, right. home. Go home. Go home. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> so this podcast uh, now has a very, very different tenor on it. Um, so Family therapy night. Yeah, let's let's talk. Uh, um, uh, Minnesota United go to Kansas City, and um, they the lineup we knew was always knew was going to be different. We had uh, you know everyone's looking at the Open Cup final. You had. Um, uh, Molino and Rodriguez and Alonzo all carrying some sort of little knocks. And so, yeah, so obviously there's going to be some rotation. We've talked about this team and rotation in the past. I don't think anyone, literally anyone was prepared for um, uh, Wilfred uh, Moimbe Tarat, who I'm just going to call WMT. Um, WMT. Uh, so uh, he was at left wing. So he's a left back. Um, playing left wing in his first MLS game ever away at Sporting Kansas City. And then Robin Lod is moved into the number 10. Um, and then the rest of the lineup was pretty pretty predictable. I think, you know, Dotson plays for Alonzo. Back line is the same. Toy comes back into the lineup um, for Rodriguez. Um, no Darwin, though, right? Darwin was on the bench and he yep. came in later. Good. Yeah, good. and he did not look good. Uh, we can talk about that if we want. But um, th- th- I mean, I guess I can say my piece on the the lineup. But like this lineup didn't make sense, right? No, it never. It, I don't. I just don't get it at this point. Like, what is he trying to? What is he trying to accomplish with this lineup that he has here? Like, there's a ton of new players and they all are super inexperienced, and they, he's trying to get them playing time, but it's not in a good time for us. It's not convenient for us. So. Yeah, it's a time where you you just came out of uh, the best run in Minnesota's MLS history with 11 games unbeaten, or I might have gotten to 12. Um, and so now then you're like suddenly changing everything up, and it's like. Right. I, I just think it was super inconvenient for us. I just don't like a lot of the players that have been playing a lot right now. Well, who's who's standing out uh, in terms of what, when you looked at that lineup? Who who stands out as as maybe being like, well, why why is this happening here? So Lud, I don't I don't like him. Yeah. I I don't like what he does. And Hassani's he's he's okay. Um, I don't have that big of an issue with him yet. 
keyword yet because <laughs> a lot of the new players I tend to have issues with. So when Darwin first came back or when he first came to us, it was not it was not good for me. I hated every second that he played in that game or in any game really. Yeah. Um, but our lineup just didn't make sense. We have a lot of new players playing and it's not convenient for us. And I thought oh sorry. No, I think I think in, in just the thing is just that I'm I'm all for giving new players and up and coming players time to play. I just don't think that when you're in a playoff chase in a playoff race that that's the most convenient time to to give someone some some test time, right? Like I understand, but uh, I just don't feel that's the best way use of our of our talent, specifically in the midfield. Yeah, I want to. I will come back to dots in a minute because. I like him way more than you, but um, I think my take on it is agreeing with everything you said. And I, you know, Jeff Ruder wrote the piece also for the Athletic this week, and kind of said what literally everyone else was saying. Like every all of my DMs and uh, um, Slack channels were like kind of just all saying the same thing. Where why why would you make this, especially the Moimbe Tarat thing, where um, you're just you're again you're setting him up to fail. It's like when Klinsman put uh, Alejandro Bedoya in as a as a number six and pulled him out at halftime because he was terrible because he's being played in the wrong position, right? And, and it, you know, uh, case in point is I'm going to jump forward just to um, to one of the moments where Vito made the really big save on uh, Zussi. Zussi went near post and uh, Vito kind of did a great acrobatic parry to, to get it away. Zussi is their fullback. And he's alone on the wing because um, Gasper's kind of been sucked in into the box. And when the ball goes out to Zussi, Zussi has no one around him because Tarat um, is is 30 yards back. Tarat's almost on the halfway line. And so Zussi's almost already to the 18-yard box. So you have a left winger who is, you know, you can't you can't have a more textbook thing of like, this guy obviously is not positionally prepared to be doing this job. Right. Because he's not back there defending. He's completely alone and, and waiting for a counterattack. Right. He's waiting for the counterattack yeah. to be that wing to provide. And, yeah. And so it you've just, got this guy coming in and uh, you, you've just set him up for failure, right? Like, we don't know if he's good or bad. He probably is a very good player. He'll probably work out great. But, like, you, you don't want to mess with the guy's confidence and you also. Why did you bring him here to to do that? Just to be a, a shoehorn to be to shoehorn him. Right. Man? I mean, if it's if you brought him in to play for the position, which is left back, give Chase a, give Chase a night. Though. If you really are willing yeah. to give someone a, a play to spot, play him in the position it, they're supposed to be played. And the other part is that you know we always hear about how players play themselves. They pick the team, right? They play themselves with their performances into the team, and. That's just frankly not true, right? You got Chacon and uh, Moimbe Tarat who come into this game who literally have not proven anything, and they just get put in. And we we all know that it's actually uh, Heath picks the players who he thinks are the best and adjusts the tactics around that. Calvo, case in point. Ugh, um, let's not. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, I did have some uh, some. Uh, Journalists gleefully uh, sending me DMs. I didn't watch the Chicago Fire game. Oh, really? So something. Apparently, okay, gave okay. He said, "When we get home, we're going to have to rewatch this Chicago the Chicago game." The second goal, apparently, that that Chicago gave up. Um, so, so that's just like really frustrating when you watch when you watch a game like that, and then Chacon comes in, and 
he may be someone who's going to be eventually used either as a 10 or on the wing, but we've always heard him described as a a central player. I can't pretend to know anything about him. Um, And seeing him come in in a position that I I think is probably not his regular position. It's it's very weird. And final point on this whole thing, then we can move on is that if you're thinking about Tuesday, right? Like we need to get uh, a result on Tuesday. If we get a draw here, that's something to the world losing sucks, but whatever. Um, then why not just put Miguel Ibarra out there? Cause at least you know that he's going to run for nine, 90 minutes because sure you want Finley to be fit. You want uh, Darwin to be fit. You want all those people to be fit. So if you put Moimbe Tarat in and Finley in these guys, you know that you're going to have to sub them out. If you put Miguel in, then just let him do his job and run, and then you don't have to waste a sub on that position. You can let you can let the other guys. You can let Finley play sixty minutes and then bring in Darwin or something, or, or you can let Toy like they did play sixty minutes and then you can bring in Talat. That to me, that to me was like it's just not not smart management of these players now because you wasted a sub to get two players who are not going to be part of the game on Tuesday. Maybe Chacon would come in, but they're not going to be significant parts of the game on Tuesday. You wish to, to get them uh, on the pitch. Yeah, hey, I think I, I, I called, uh, I had a feeling that Tomas Chacon was going to make it into the, to the game. And it was interesting watching him, but I overall think that it's just been one of these seasons where we, when whatever lineup you see out there is, is right away you get a feeling we're going to actually have a good game or we're not going to have a great game. And playing players out of position is, um, it just seems to be a calling card for, for, yeah. for this, for the team management aspect of it, right? We've seen it, um, you know, we saw it against um, other teams as well, too, where we just, you know, kind of throw whatever was out there or who was healthy or who just wanted to play. I mean, if you want to throw away a game, you know, that's up to you. That's that's fine. I mean, like, if that's what you're at, it isn't. But make sure that you at least give the players who have who have out there the opportunity to at least be somewhat successful. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't, like, like, I, like from what I saw from Moimbe, I thought, uh, I mean, he makes runs and he, and he likes to connect the ball quickly. And I think those were positive things. But then there's the things like, if he's going to play in the midfield where he's playing now, he's just... He's he just reminds you of someone who doesn't track back at all, and so his, then there you go. His pass so. completion was really bad, um, so he gave up the ball almost half the time. Yeah, but the, um, but then he crossed the ball like what six seven times too. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Crosses are not effective. I think there was an article written somewhere out there about that. But yes, um, I want to I, I talk about the goal that we gave up. Um, Eric Hurtado is a bad striker. I'm sorry that we don't have Alex Schiefer uh, Decker on this podcast tonight because uh, that dude loves talking about Eric Hurtado. Um, Hurtado's a bad striker, um, and we still gave up a goal. Like they didn't look like they were their their attack looked terrible. He also has one it. of the worst hairstyles I've yeah. seen. Oh in my the god! Oh yeah, in a long start, time. Do you want to start there, and then we'll go to the goal. His hair. Okay, so his celebration. <laughs> I want to talk about his celebration first. So his celebration was alarming. What did he do? He like, was. Totally he was forgot. like banging on his chest like he was tarzan okay and then his hair was whipping around in the hair in the air and it was not not the move and when you look at him and then he turns around and like he starts like jogging back to the center right and then 
you just look at him and he just I'm like, what are you trying to accomplish? Trying to be Tarzan? Well, he's got the so he's got the double shave on the side and then like the cornrows into a right. It was a like a nineties throwback, nineties nineties throwback to like it's like you know, cornrows corn. And what was it? What was it? No, no, not instant oh. clown posse, but like wasn't it corn? corn. Yeah, yeah, corn yeah. had like that kind of, kind of hairstyle. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. So going with the corn look, um, and then the goal happens, and um, oh my god, that was just the, uh, the, so it's eighty third minute. Minnesota lose lose possession. And the ball goes out to, I think, Johnny Russell, who's a little bit wide. And it's a great pass, but, it, you know, it's just classic counterattack. And Boxall is too slow to follow Hurtado, who's also slow as hell. So, And then uh, Vito comes out, probably a, a friend who is a goalkeeping coach, professional goalkeeping coach, who said that Vito kind of should have done a lot better there and didn't need to come out. But... Um, Take, take us through what you saw on that. Okay. I did a whole analysis on this on the way home <laughs> when we were coming home from this party that we were at. So what ended up happening is what I saw is, so Gasper was actually sucked in a little bit. Our whole, our whole back line was flat. And so as the ball was being passed to whoever was made that through ball up to Hurtado, um, Gasper had checked in a little bit to try to see if he could like intercept the pass or whatever. And as soon as he was like, as soon as he was sucked in, the pass was made and it just made it by him. His recovery run was terrible. He was jogging. He, it, it's like he wasn't even there. This is Chase. Yes, this is Chase. This is Chase. And so Boxel's over here, you know, he's like, he's sprinting back along with Ike right next to him. And he tries to give Hurtado a little shove to get him out of the way, and he misses. So he, it's like he had no game plan into how to defend him. And then, like, as the ball was being passed through our back line, Vito had already saw it, and he started to come out, which is a goalie mistake, but at the same time, this is a defensive mistake, too. I think it was just our whole defensive line that was super... It was just a miscommunication, and, like, we weren't fast enough, I think. And Hurtado, he, he was kind of actually really slow from what I saw in the little like five minutes that I saw him play. But I think that that whole goal was a mess. Like our back line should have had that. Chase should have had that. It was literally like two feet in front of him, maybe a yard, I would say, in front of him. He should have had that ball. And his recovery run was terrible. And then Boxel messed it up. And then Ike tried to be there as soon as he, uh, as soon as Hurtado cut around um, Vito. And it, it just wasn't enough. Yeah. So um, that ends up being obviously the only game, uh, goal of the game. It was a pretty, pretty even game game otherwise it was just a kind of a garbage game it was a mess yeah, um, yeah. i was thought if this ends nil nil it's not the end of the world but it also makes you look at it and think like man they were bad and we were we bad could've, we could have we could have taken points we could have taken points there and you know we'll talk about the the schedule coming up did anyone look good on, on the night you know i um i'm biased because um i actually like uh our, our tomasito chacon uh but in the, in the, in a few minutes that he had had, he had he he brought excitement. He he actually you know, but he also brought quick play, and he's quick. But he also made Susie and drew a yellow from him. So oh was yeah, like, yeah, that he that did. was fun to watch. And then he was all laying up on the ground, being like, "Oh, I hurt myself." And I was like, "Oh well, that's what happens when you go with an eighteen year old, right?" Yeah, trying to was, chase eighteen year olds. 
That good thing for you. That was that was probably the only really memorable moment for him. Yeah. Uh, but I but mean, he wasn't successful on that wing, and I think he's more of a of a link up and creation creator creating player. So yeah, and I, I guess we'll also see. You know, but one of the things that I saw from the beginning in this game, and 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 made me really like question about a, a lot of the things attacked as you were is that this is the deepest I've seen Gregush play. Mm-hmm. Um, in all the games he's played, like he was mostly in our defensive third. He felt like he was playing like Ozzy at times, and and Hassani had the liberty to go up, which was which is not a bad idea. I mean, if that's what it is, but I just I just found it really strange and not really successful in the sense of of, of what we were trying to do. There was there was also one moment where Gregus showed the moment when um, Johnny Russell got uh, had that great almost chip to the back post. Um, Gregush is following Johnny. The ball's out wide, uh, and Hurtado is kind of wide um, uh, with Gasper. And Gregush follows Johnny Russell in, into the box and then starts walking. Johnny moves forward and away from him, and he's now 10 feet away. And Gregush, and now he's completely open for Hurtado just to, to pass into the box. Into And Gregush just starts pointing at him and telling Dotson, who's... 15 yards away to go pick him up. And Dotson obviously cannot get there fast enough. And so there's just this moment where he completely lets their best attacking player free in the box and just does. And and then is like pointing. And so it's a moment where you like, I like Ray Goosh a lot, but he's not a, he's not an Alonzo. He's not an orchestrator, right? He doesn't get a, a, a tight, uh, midfield going off from that is just why so from my understanding from the starting lineup is that Hassani was playing that defensive kind of center man he was trying to be Ozzy a little bit right why is Gregus trying to do other people's jobs well I I, th- I imagine that when they play it's a bit a little bit more of that double pivot you always hear about mm-hmm. right because it like Gregus was very deep, right? But he still was moving forward and dots and yeah. But I mean, that's yeah. the deepest I've seen him at yeah. all. So like, yeah. I think so, they were both tucked in. It's partially that that's how Kansas City play, right? They're so athletic and they well, just press I, all over. Yeah, but I mean, like, but but even though they were athletic, we we knew that that in the, that in the attacking third they weren't going to be that successful. Like they don't, they're not, they're yeah. not scary in that area. So like, so like I understand. Like I rather have um, Dotson playing in that position because he'll throw his body and then he'll knock someone around. Gregorich will do that too, but then he likes to take the ball and, and, and go forward. He'll dribble at people. Uh, Dotson, I don't I have yet to see him try to, you know, take somebody one on one, but Gregorich will. I took it more as that they were they were so deep because we were playing out of the back under a lot of pressure. That they had so many people high up on the pitch that the midfielders need to uh come back to make sure that there's an outlet so we're not just kicking it long. That, that's why I thought that right, was right, and that's what and that's what Ozzy does, right? Yeah. Ozzy is the one that yeah, just yeah. sticks close enough yeah. to to be able to create that quick outlet to be able to distribute the ball. So, um, so I, I thought Dotson actually did really well. You know, he had one of those his like trademark fantastic shots on goal, and weirdly, it didn't go in for the first time. Um, I thought that he did really well breaking up plays uh, and kind of coming in and, and doing a little bit of the pit bull stuff. Um, uh, just singing like Pitbull or rapping like Pitbull. Is Pitbull a rapper or a singer? Yeah, he's uh, a rapper. rapper. He's a, he's a, he's a, a, a gift rapper. Yeah. Um. So I, I thought Dotson looked good. I thought Vito obviously looked really good until, you know, I, I don't fully blame him for that goal, but, uh, you know, maybe... maybe well, he, he, he had some early. saves and he had some moments where he was, you know, 
telling his defense yeah. where, where what was going on because people weren't weren't paying attention in that aspect of it. I also thought that um, you know I when when Darwin came in with with Tomas Checo and the very first thing that they started doing, and maybe this is because I've been following Durkey's uh, <laughs> Instagram and as well as uh, the Minnesota United's Instagram feed, you know, like they, they were doing announcements, both of them together because they spoke Spanish and they were talking about it. So it looks like they're trying to create a relationship because they were playing the ball to each other a lot. Like they were mm. looking for each other to play that ball. And so that was interesting. I was like, I would like to see more of that. Uh, but the one thing that I, I, I will go back to in this game is, is in the 10... 15 minutes that I saw Tomas Chacon play, I saw more opportunity and I saw more um, talent than I've yet to to see from from Lude. And I understand yeah. that Lude's Lude is not a fault. And I'm not hating Lude for this. It's 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 the management who decides who plays. But at at this at this moment, I don't I don't have yet to see him do anything that creates any sort of offense. Specifically, he's playing in that ten in that ten position. So. Yeah, the decision to do the ten there is a, is a little bit uh, odd. Um, I guess he was the only one really available for ninety minutes. Right. So um, there's some other ten in our bench somewhere. I don't. Yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. I don't know what don't name know it is. Yeah, know. somewhere on there. Got to dig deep in the it box sounds like for that. So lame and boring to always harp on. Like, why aren't you using Miguel Ibarra? It's like no, like we don't. I don't imagine Miguel Ibarra would magically save this team. But in a game where you've got an extremely athletic opposition and you need to maintain possession literally i can't think of a better player on the team for exactly that. like okay yeah miguel is not at a great season i don't think he's had a bad season but um but he's also played out of position just like a lot of our players yeah, are playing right now yeah but you know at this point we have to consider playing him on the left wing in position as well you know i mean but um you know the fact is like he does a certain job and he does it really well and he needs to get better at the other things if he really wants to press forward but like that's the job we needed him for in this game. That's what we needed. You know, we also needed some uh, some spark going forward. Um, Finley was not very good this game. Uh, Lud was was uh, yeah, um, just didn't do much. And uh, and Toy Toy has a little bit of that um, Ramirez vibe to him, where he just you know obviously he can score goals, but he just like you can you can. He can disappear in a game sometimes. Yeah, and, he he can and not have an and, effect. And I think that that I, I forget who was the one that chipped in the ball that split the center backs, mm-hmm. and we had pretty much only had that almost had that one on one for the goalie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like it seems that his go to is 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 running into open space, and and anyone who sees him, you know, is willing to put the ball on on, on him is, is would be successful. And I guess. That that seems to be a successful thing for him. Like in this game, he's like you know he'll 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 make his runs and you just gotta hit him. Yeah. And so somewhat in the long ball, it seems to be part of that that game, which is you know it's not bad, but at the same time you need to have the right personnel out there to be able to get him that ball there. So, um, I want to transition out of this game. Well, I, I want to talk about basically how it sets uh, up going forward. Right now, yeah, it we does. Have, yeah, we we don't have. Um, we're recording before the. Um, El Trafico tonight, or El, El Trafico, Trafico. Just, just started. But basically, the way it stands now uh, is that Minnesota has now moved down to fifth. Oh, that's assuming LA Galaxy continue to draw. Yeah. Um, so I've got the live table here. So fourth before the El Trafico game, um, fifth if, if Galaxy get any sort of result. 
And right behind them are San Jose Earthquakes at 41, FC Dallas at 40, and then Portland Timbers we've talked about. They're they're at 37, but they are going to keep on winning because they've got all these home games. They're really good. Their schedule is very uh, easy going forward. And so we, like, literally in two weeks could be out of the playoffs, right? In two yeah, weeks. if because everything play, goes wrong. We play yeah. LAFC next, and then we play, um, who is it? It's LAFC, and then we get Houston Dynamo away. You know, Real Salt Lake, Portland Timbers, Sporting KC again, LAFC, Seattle. Um, the only game that I think is a we absolutely should win is Houston Dynamo away. Maybe in Real Salt Lake at home, those two. Right, I think those are the ones where you have to pick up points, and by points I mean three points. Because I don't, I don't think in in this right now, like what's the difference between fourth and like seventh? Like five points between four and five points. Oh, uh, fourth and seventh, basically. Well, Jesus, even between. Um, oh, LA Galaxy must have just scored. Man, doing this podcast with LA Galaxy to score. So doing the podcast with a live uh, table is, is uh, painful. So basically, second place is 44, and seventh is is 40, right? So it's extremely tight. Um, I guess we should also say winning at home to Kansas City, we should we should be able to win. Their season's over. Um, but we the LAFC, two LAFC games in Seattle, those are almost certainly lost. Well, I mean, I think there's so. there's an argument to see will LAFC rest some players at that last, you know, that last that second last game we played with, with them. That's right? possible. Yeah, yeah. That's a possibility. I mean, don't say that they that they won't, you know, Bradley, you know, it's not the type to do that, but you never know. So, but Seattle, Seattle's in an interesting place because um you don't know which team's showing up, right? The one that will lose to yeah. uh, a weaker team and or the one that just shows up yesterday and, and just takes it to someone so and we shall say that um i looked at san jose and dallas's schedules coming up and they're really tough um tougher i think than even than ours um and so it, it, everyone's going to be going through through these these stages no one i don't think anyone in that group is playing cincinnati um and so what what we have to do is just basically we said we're gonna have to judge this team Obviously, we've been much better this year, but we're going to have to judge them at the end of the season. It's awesome to be in a final. It's great that we were in second place when we had that great run, but none of that matters if you don't win the cup and you finish seventh, sixth, right. seventh or eighth. You know, right. um, I mean, people. some people out there would be content with a playoff appearance, uh, but I, I, I think, and I think many of the rest of us who have been following enough, think that you know a home playoff is where it's at and as being as tight as it is right now and it's going to get even tighter uh it, it's going to be really really tough to see where each of us went so you yeah. know hopefully win and forth but who we're higher but we'll we'll be able to you know we'll be watching a lot of scoreboard and then just hoping that people just you know, not play great. So let's talk about two things then. We've got Atlanta coming up. Um, we we actually a little bit previewed that last week with uh, me and Alex. But um, uh, Issa, how how hopeful are you for this Open Cup final? I hope Keith stop it. Like he, uh, Keith. Do you call him Keith? Yeah. <laughs> Keith. Um, I just really don't like him that much. Um, I just hope he stops experimenting. 
he's experimenting with all these new players and it's not doing us very well so if he i hope he takes this game versus atlanta seriously so that way we can actually like get some points and actually like who knows when like yeah. i'm if he plays the right players for this specific game, I have high hopes. But if he doesn't and he plays... Who, who would be the right players? You know, like what? I would say our back line has been, pretty, has, has been fair lately. I think they've been doing a pretty decent job. I would maybe, you know, consider taking out Boxel maybe once in a while. But um, hopefully Ozzy's okay for the next game. If so, because... We really need him at this point. Apparently, the only one that's going to be a game day decision is Rodriguez. So, you'd imagine. So, Alonzo, Molino, everyone's there. So, maybe what? What do you think? What's your ideal lineup for? You know, we've got the obviously Vito and that back line aren't changing, but the rest of the lineup. What does that look like? Uh, so, I I I really enjoy watching Gregush and Ozzy play together. I think the way that they play together is actually very similarly into a way that I like to play. Mm -hmm. um, so I see a lot of similarities in between the way me and Ozzy play and the, and the way sometimes like in my attacking mode, sometimes I play like Gregush too, right? So I think I think with Hassani in that kind of midfield area, I think that those three, w it willingly that Hassani will get more playing time sooner or later, that once he gets more playing time and he's more, you know, fit and everything like that, I think he will be a great asset. Like, I don't like him that much right now, but I can see him being a big uh, help for us in the future. I think our forwards and our wings... I mean, Rodriguez is cool and all, but mm, I don't know if he's re really been doing much lately, but I don't think at this point we really have much of a choice. Um, our wings, probably, I would put, put Miguel on that left wing. And, ooh... We don't have a long a lot of wingers, do we? I mean, you have we, Ethan. You would have e Ethan. Ethan, and, and Ethan is good. I like Molino Ethan. is an option on the Molino. Well, I do right? like Molino. Um, I'd rather have somebody like Mason Toy replace um, Rodriguez mainly because he's younger and Rodriguez yeah. is a little slower, and he also doesn't concede as like many opportunities for us. Yeah. And when he when we do get opportunities, he's not there enough for us to finish. Yeah. I just think we need some finishers, but I think with a couple of changes to the lineup that I have high hopes for this Atlanta game. You heard it here first. Yeah, Striker I, camp for everybody. I mean, I, I think like you know, we all know Heath well enough to to imagine basically what the lineup is going to be with uh, almost certainly. The only real questions are, is Rodriguez ready to play? If he is, he'll play 60 minutes and then Toy will come on for 30. Um, you know, and then is it going to be... Uh, Molino, Lud, and Darwin. Is it going to be? I mean, Darwin's going to play. Is it going to be Molino and Finley, or Molino and yeah? I guess those are the really the the options that he would go I, with. I, right? I wouldn't put it past Heath to uh, make Molino, Darwin, and Chacon play at one point. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chacon might come in for for a little bit. Um, I'd love to see some some good Shakatam. Uh, oh, you stopped that. I'm never I heard that today it. at the party too, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, where is this picking yeah, up?" Yeah, it's, it's in everyone's. It's uh, like shut up, brains. Oh, it was okay. horrible. Um, yeah. So uh, predictions, though, are we going to win the the Open Cup? I hope so. Um, no, you got to predict. I got to predict. You got to go I think, brave here. Oh, I think we might score a goal. Okay, a goal. <laughs> okay. Wow. Will that goal win it? 
Will that goal win it for us? I don't think so. I, this is not going to be a one nil. I don't game, think I this is a. This is we're not the type to win a one nil game. It's either we win five nothing we or win we one lose six one nil wins this year. I yes, mean, it's but. either we win like six one or we win or we lose like five. Yeah, five nothing. Like, but well, give me your prediction here. I think um, I think we go. Do we go to PKs right? And, and, would you go fifteen? It would then, go to pick. Yeah, but if, yeah, thirty. You'd have the thirty. Fifteen, fifteen, and then, and then okay. Yeah. I think I think it goes to PKs. Oh, I think it goes to PKs, and then um, and then everybody knows where Darwin's gonna kick, right? Eventually, nice and then team. everybody, and, and I'm just hoping that Joseph does his uh. Oh, his flamingo kick, yeah, yeah, yeah the, his, the, his uh, crane kick, his crane kick yeah. PK, and then we win for that. So. Oh, all right, all right, that's brave. Uh, I, 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 I said this last week. I have this really bad feeling it's going to be three nothing against uh, Atlanta. So I, I'm going to try to get my. I know I've, I've trying to be all. You're positive Mr. Positivity. This year, like, What's going right on right now? I'm not feeling the positivity. So um, then LAFC uh, is the next is Sunday. So maybe maybe we'll do something between those two. I'll like call some someone up and do it. But um, otherwise, uh, LAFC. I do. This is what I'll do. I was saying during the break. I've got a few women's national team tickets to give away. Woohoo! Um, I'll give those away at the LAFC watch party uh, Sunday night, nine thirty p.m. It's late, but it's Labor Day, so. Come out and watch it, and we'll right. We'll everybody away. will be going to the free open practice of the U.S. women that yep. day, and then free. The, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. F R E E, free. People will be uh, lining up, and I'm sure we will be there as well too. And then we'll just stop by back at the bar, and then just hopefully get more tickets. Well, no, the tickets 9:30 p.m. Oh, p.m. Yeah, the, that's when the LAFC. Okay, so I am not stopping by then. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, thank you everyone. Thanks, Isa. It was great to great to have you on the podcast. Thank you, uh, Rodrigo. Yeah. Well, then, we're, uh, are we going to announce our, our rosters sometime soon? Oh, for um, we've got to figure it out. There's like so much shit going on. September seventh. Mark this in your calendars. It is the epic uh, battle of the podcast. It's been oh, epic yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. We have epic. signed uh, Isa Watch uh, to our team. Uh, have we? Have we? Oh, yeah, we've. We uh, will. Will you play on our team? I'll consider. I will consider. <laughs> I have I have multiple offers going oh for me god. right now. <laughs> I told you it got complicated. Oh my god. Well then, you know what? I don't want to be someone's backup. Ugh. All right. I haven't even decided yet, so Well, it's gonna be like a Antoine Griezmann Netflix uh, uh, the, <laughs> I decision. Got, the decision. Got, I got three games a week now for um, varsity, so So yeah, you're too big for us. I got it. Um so uh, anyway, September show, show 7th, up one day. Show, noon show up. is yeah. the uh, is the the big futsal tournament. Um, uh, we, yeah, we don't know what our team is yet, but we did. I did tweet this. I'll tweet this out again. Yeah, did you get any we responses? Have a sign yeah. up. I think people have yeah applied to be on it. Basically, all the teams are going to have uh, two, maybe three players who are just kind of pulled from this pool, and we'll go through it and just uh, randomly allocate them. Um, we'll do a, a whole draft and everything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was excited. That would when you be said cool. Draft. That would be. And cool. so, if you're good, With the first pick, you'll be on our team. Yeah. Um, wow. It's me and Wes against wow. the world right now. I need much. to win this. I, there's a lot <laughs> on the line. Uh, anyway, I, last week I shamed uh, I shamed that guy Andy, whose uh, girlfriend came to the bar and won U.S. Women's. Yes, that's right. Like, he came in. That's he, right. Uh, introduced himself at the KC game and he was like, "Hey, I'm I'm, uh, I'm Andy, the the coward," and I was like. What the hell are you doing here? You got, <laughs> came out of your, came out of your, you know, like Show, box yeah. or something. So anyway, uh, so it was good, to, good to see him. And then uh, I got uh, randomly accosted at the zoo today. 
hey, I like your podcast. So You know what? At the party, Thanks, someone came up to me and said, hey, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Very they sorry. Like, they were like, no, this is, you know, it was one of those old episodes. It's like people listen to older episodes and they're like, this is one of the Women's World Cup episodes. And I was like, was, was like, wow. I was like, yeah, that was a long time ago. It was a lot of fun. It's like, yeah, you guys talked a lot about so many different games that were going on at the same time. And I was like, and I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, so you like it or People you don't or should, that's great. Or should just, I start backing away just in case. Yeah. Cause you know, and they were like, no, we like it. Good job. And yes, I was like, great. All right. So eventually quick response check, yeah, from yeah, that. Yeah. Check out our back catalog. Uh, you just, <laughs> I, you were, are about to get inundated at when school starts up and everyone in the hallways at Como is going to be like, Yo, I heard you on the podcast. Like, yeah, I heard you on the podcast. Anything, we're like hip anywhere. It's with Gen right. Z. That's uh, right, because Minnesota football show doesn't have anything in the Gen Z, right? No. no. Who's no. going to wake up at 10 in the morning just to listen to that? I know none of my... <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it, and oh I like God. it, but... Oh, oh my God. 10 a.m. is Fucking early. <laughs> early. Early for weekends. Anytime. When school starts. Uh, all <laughs> no right, sorry. we're going to cut this off. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I'm off to Texas. Uh, wish me luck. Yeah, good luck. Nice. You'll did need you, it. Wait, do you get to meet Ramirez while you're out there? I don't know. I, I'm going to contact him tomorrow and okay. see if he's going to flake on me. I, I literally will go down to Houston and if he, if he says I'll yes, be so. waiting at the bar and then he'll text me and be like, I can't. I got to play Nintendo. <laughs> he something. stands you up. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully expecting him to. So, all right. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. Bye.